Gene and Roger is the story of the two most powerful, influential movie critics of their time, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. You can find Gene and Roger on the Big Picture feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick trailer. It seemed like a crazy idea for a TV show. Take two rivals and let them duke it out about movies. But Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert quickly became the most popular film critics in the country. Millions of viewers tuned in to see whether they vote thumbs up or thumbs down. This is the story of two unlikely superstars who changed the way we argue. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Gene and Roger. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Uh, Honestly, like, I haven't been this vulnerable with anybody in my life. I don't know what else to show you at this point or what else to tell you at this point. Like, I know and I'm not going to have any regrets after this. I'm not going to get down on one knee twice. It's just like, it's kind of, it's a one deal thing for me. What? I just love looking at you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today's episode is a doozy. Man, there's a lot to talk about. We're not going to get it all done. So luckily, I'll be back on Thursday with Callie. But first, today, tonight, me and Nikki Glazer. We just get right into it. Fast friends, lots to talk about. Are you team Greg? Are you team Katie? You'll find out where both of us fall on this right now. Let's batch. So we've never, none of us have met in person. No, but I'm also friends with Nick Vial, like actually, like and oh, I know that you are too. Yeah. Yes, me too. Like it's, yeah, you go like, no, I'm like actually friends. Yeah, He's like- probably my closest friend <laughs> in the, the Bachelor, Bachelorette universe. 
Because I've been citing a lot in interviews, like for F Boy Island, I've been saying like, you know, reality stars are like cooler than actual like actors or whatever, because they're just more vulnerable and they're just braver. And I think they're cooler and I gravitate towards them. And they go, so who are you friends with? And I'm like, so many. And then I'm like, (laughs) Nick Vile. That was like, I'm proud of that one. That's like, yeah, a, I would hang that guy. over my, like, uh, on my mantle. That's like a, a prized, like, catch, you know? Totally. Yeah. I pose I used, with that on my Bumble picture. I used to call Nick, um, literally, I pose with Nick. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, wait, sure, wait, how did you too. meet him? Um, so I've been t- recapping The Bachelor on a podcast for coming up on 10 years. Hard, oh hard to God. believe. I know. It's like both embarrassing and a badge of honor. And I used to call him Normcore Nick, and he came on my po- and when I on when he was first on Andy season, he was just you know it was like when Obama was like wearing Normcore jeans from oh the Gap or whatever back oh in the glory God, days. Yes, the he was so decade. much more like Minnesota back. Yeah, when he we, was for, when Milwaukee. he first came on the scene. Yeah. yeah, yes. And so, and then I finally had him on my podcast, and I don't know. I just feel like I've been accused of being a friend collector, and I just like definitely use my podcast to collect friends. And yes. Nick and I became friends that way. And he came to my Christmas party one time and he's like, I call him to check in. He's a nice guy. He's so nice. And I was under the illusion that he wanted to be more than friends with me when he wanted to be friends with me. <laughs> or that was, Nick, I'm sorry. I wasn't Nick under the illusion. Them. I was man trying to manifest it. <laughs> I was so attracted to him by the time I finally met him and felt like I knew him based on seeing him on so many seasons. And that's the sure. thing with me. Like I have a really hard time dating because I just want to like, I want to already like someone. I don't want to go on a date and be like, do I like them? Because it just, it, I feel too much pressure. I want to like know someone before I start dating them, which is a dumb, like it's, that's impossible to do unless you can watch people on reality TV and get sure. to know them from afar. And that's sure. how so I feel like I know these people and like, don't you I think s- people do that to you though with your work? Yes, they definitely do. And they should like some, I, I've had people like, pursue me saying I really see the real you because you put it out there and I know they do like sometimes I'm like oh my god this person could love me (laughs) yeah I mean like but the thing is I wouldn't want to date someone that tells me that before I've met them of course you know and who doesn't make their account unprivate so that I can see photos of them to see if I even want to respond to this dm that's in my request that they'll never see if I read or not I once went on a date with someone who we met, we, what was the name of that bar? The Griffin. I think it, it like had to close down because it became the site of a Proud Boys demonstration or something. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I once went on a date in the Griffin. This is like eight years ago. And the guy showed up with like three cupcakes and some chocolate. And he was like, I think you'll like these things. Like he had to like listen to me on a podcast. And um, then <sighs> there was a basketball game playing and like my favorite player was playing. And he was like, I know I shouldn't know this about you, but I know that you love oh. so-and-so. And it was just horrible. And I was like, I, I, need, know. I need to go home now. This is so I awful. Know. Where are the Proud Boys to end this date? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You were, like, hoping they'd show up. Yeah, I didn't That's, even know about Proud they're Boys. always late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wanted to get, uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, the flash mob the flash of Proud mob, Boys yeah. to just get you out of it. And the date, like, yeah. That is, that's the vibe I feel like so icked out when someone feel like knows me too well. If, if people listen to my podcast, the Nikki Glazer podcast, it's daily and it's like just me purging my feelings and thoughts. And it's, if you, if you listen to that and I want people to listen to it, it's going to be hard for me to date you because you know too much. Like you, yeah. and I'm very in my like masculine energy too. Like I don't, 
I'm kind of getting out an energy that I don't want to bring into a romantic relationship, even mm-hmm. though I do mm-hmm. share myself on there in ways that I wouldn't, or I would in a relationship. It's just, it's just like they knew too much. And I agree. And it's not fair to, to guys that want to date me because they can't help it if they listen to a podcast and they hear too much. Now they're out of the running. And that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying, stop, stop doing any more research. And then when something, when my favorite, uh, you know, basketball player comes on the screen, pretend like you don't know. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. What you need is you want someone who does listen to your, to your podcast because you want them to like your work, yeah. but pretends that they don't just wait till like date number seven to really divulge how much you know. Yes. When I already love you, I can uh, (laughs) let it in that you might love me, Um, but not before then. And speaking of love and letting love in and being in love, this episode taught me so much about myself. Nikki, you're hosting. This is my podcast. I'm sorry. I had to pivot because it felt right. And I'm like, (laughs) so I'm still recovering from this episode that I literally just stopped watching 10 minutes ago and just made to the end of it. I'm flipping out. I watched it three times. I usually watch twice. Oh my God. Not a full three times. I watched the Greg stuff three times because I was just like, what happened here? I, I'm really interested to hear your your thoughts then. If you Likewise. I think, I think we just really hit it off, by the way. You know, you just feel a friend vibe. You're just like, well, oh, I just feel it. Yeah, when you said you collect friends, soon. I go, bitch, you got another one. Throw <laughs> me in the bag and like, let's go. I, I want to be in your collection, top shelf. <laughs> I want to be on a good shelf though. What are you uh, drinking? I got a polar seltzer here. Oh, well, that looks delicious. Oh, you're going with original flavor. I'm yeah. drinking Zevia zero calorie soda. It is flavored with stevia. I am addicted to these. They're about a dollar. 19 a can if you buy a 10 pack they're ridiculously priced and i'm obsessed ginger root beer is the flavor i like and also cream soda they don't ever give me any free sodas because they don't need it because they charge you know it's it's just so expensive and um it's one of the joys of making more money now is that i this used to you know i used to love these when i was broke but now i just drink them with abandon this is the only thing i really indulge in really zevia Huh. Yeah, I just food actually. Just never any um I don't put any boundaries on how much I'll spend for food because there's really only so much you can spend on food. Sure. You know? I, I would say that's kind of how I feel about seamless. Like I just hmm. ordered in lunch. That counts cost, as food. It costs $35 to get um a rice bowl, but it was urgent. I didn't have any food in the house and I had a lot of meetings today. So that used whatever. to be the amount you'd spend to take out everyone in your cube cube for lunch. That's it's like ridiculous. Five days of meals. Yeah. I mean, it's think so, about college. It's, it's a, um, every time you get seamless, I do go, you know what? That could have been a jacket from Forever 21 that I would have worn for a really long time. Like one I've that ne- lasted. I've never bought anything from Forever 21. Good it's for probably, you. Yeah. But I'm all about Old Navy. So. Not oh, yeah. I mean, it's all <laughs> going it's in the same. ocean and coming from the ocean and <laughs> put together by people who are, yeah, uh, not being paid well. It's just all a nightmare. It's not, and it's not good. It's not nope. good. All right. Neither is Greg. Okay. Um, whoa, Nikki. Wait, wait, whoa. Are you team Greg or team Katie after this? Like, can we just start there? Because after two sure. viewings, I want to know whose side you're on because I'm side myself. I feel happy Ooh. for the first time. I'm, I choose me like Kelly. Taylor. Wow. You're like Greg. Is your, are your family noticing a difference <laughs> in your personality? Like they haven't seen the side of you in a really long time. Not since my dad died. Just kidding. Both my parents are alive. Knock on wood. Okay. Knock on wood. Um, yes. Mine too. So I don't relate as much to this episode because I do know that bond of like both losing a parent can be very strong. Yeah. You know, I, I discount can't, I, that totally. So 
I would say I, I've been a Greg skeptic since the moment I found out he took acting classes. So since the, before the season began, I did a deep dive on his Instagram and I was like, what if he just wants to be an actor? Okay. Stop living <laughs> in Murray Hill then dude. Like if you want to be an actor, Move to L.A. I Listen, mean, that's- we're all confused. You sign up for The Bachelor. You're not doing well in life in a place where, like, I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is just a shot in the dark. Like, maybe this will be something that works for me. Okay. No one's is- really going on the show to find love. Let's get out of that. Well, um, I you might I, get it. I but- agree. I agree. Everyone who goes on is looking to, like, have something change in their life. But that's yeah. also kind of dating, right? Like, you don't get yes. into a relationship. Unless you'd like something in your life to be different. And that's the problem with most guys. They're like, actually, I'm good here. So I know. So that's the real issue, right? But anyway, I've been a Greg skeptic since day one. Okay. And I've wanted to like Katie, but I've also like, I don't want to, I don't want to be a woman hater, but like, I also think Katie is not looking great in this situation. I just think, I think it's a loss for everyone, but the us, the viewer who was like desperately in need of a dynamite episode. And we finally got one after a really long time. I love this. There's, there's so much to talk this. about. Yeah. We deserve this it. episode makes up for the bulk of Matt James's season as well. Let's oh be like, God, this one was one of the best episodes I've seen in a really long time. And it gets crazy at the end. And then it just, there's, I want to shout out to the new Mexico Philharmonic for getting <laughs> us through all the chase scenes, all the pl- contemplative stares into the distance. I mean, this, this, this whole, sh- I was listening to it, you know, on my walk. I wasn't watching at one point because you can just listen. I'm like, what does this sound like a podcast? And I just knew, I was just like, ding, 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 ding. it was like I was listening to the soundtrack of like, you know, Pocahontas or something during like a war scene. Like it was just like warrior sounds the whole time because, so the music dictated how I felt, but I felt on the edge of my seat until the end. It was rip roaring fun for the whole family. It fucking was like, we, we are going to talk about Blake and Justin as well. I just have to say, do we the, need to the Greg stuff? Yes. We have to say one thing and we're going to find out if you're team, Gre- team Greg or team Katie, but Justin's parents refusing to come have skyrocketed Justin to the top of the best people to ever be on the show. If I could pick one mm. family of everything I've been presented with over like the last five years of the bachelor, I'm picking Justin's family. I loved I, his mom's conversation. Oh. I was, I couldn't believe they, the, the mom was on a car phone from 1997 with the amount of static and like, you know, I'm like, she's driving to Coles. Like you can hear it. Like, she's like, I'm going to let you go. Like she couldn't be more like uh, she was either putting away dishes or something very distracted. Poor Justin is like, what do I have to show? I have nothing here. I have to go build Baltimore here. You guys were supposed to be here. And then he brings in his friends which I thought if I were Katie, I would have been like, yes, she looked like she was crying about it. And they cut around it. Cause all of a sudden her eyes were like bloodshot and she had tears welling. That was but I think she was awesome. probably just happy that she got to meet friends instead of a, a mother who might Hot friends too. One yes. of them was, was quite attractive. I'm like, I'd like to meet you at a bar, sir. They were so cute. Justin is adorable. And I love though that he got really excited when she picked blue cheese over a ranch. And like that was well, some kind of like insane character trait that they both shared. Blue cheese is often maligned, and I have to agree. Ranch really? is like where are you from, Nikki? I'm from uh St. Louis, but I do feel like I, yeah, r- most ranch people is super pref- midwestern. That's just yeah. Inc- I just Missouri. I didn't real I didn't think it needed him jumping up in a way that scared the horses in that carriage ride <laughs> about how excited he was about that. Like, let's find something else to, you know, it just reminds me of this like 
you like uh, whiskey? So do I. And it's just like, okay. She even kind of responds like, "Uh, really? Okay, let's go to the altar. (laughs) This is the the most like defining fact we know about Justin. We now know that he likes blue cheese. And before this episode, I didn't know that he had an awesome mom and I didn't know that he liked blue cheese. So I now know like 200% more about him than I did last night. So this is great. His parents really pissed me off not being there for him and and doing the same thing that people do about the show, which is write it off. Like, I don't see how you could fall in love with someone in this amount of time. Da, 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 da. It's like, I don't care if you need to understand it. Like, you don't need to understand that this sh- people just need to understand that these shows make real love happen in a very quick way. You can't deny that it's actually the feeling, whatever it is. They're not faking it or making it up. And so whether or not it happened quickly, you can't dismiss it. And I just felt like it was so, it just sucked for him. I felt it, I felt really sad for him because you could tell he was just, but my f- friends are here and they know me. Blood is just like water. Like he couldn't <laughs> even get through. He was so sad that his mom was like, uh, you know, I, on her way to Radio I Shack. I seem happy. I had a different read on this, but. We, we really, we really we're, we'll come back to this. We okay. have to get back to Greg and Katie. Yes. And this, that, what you were just saying reminds me of Greg, but Nikki, <laughs> are you team Greg or are you team Katie? I am total. Okay. I was all over the place. I was up and down. I am team Greg. I cannot, you Whoa! know what? I, I wasn't liking air horn, this. Air horn, air horn, That's a big reveal. <laughs> Love it. I, Tell me more. I went, <laughs> listen, I didn't really have an opinion about Greg because I wasn't watching the season closely because this season bored me because Katie was too nice. She was boring. too perfect. She had all the right answers. She made everyone feel good and heard and seen. And it was threatening to me. And it made me feel like, God, I wish I were that ready for love. But then this episode taught me she's not ready for love. She's not just as closed off as I am. And I related <laughs> hard. And I saw how this, how you can present one way. And then when you're faced with it, you just, she couldn't give all Greg wanted, which he couldn't really articulate, but like, come on, Katie, get there on your own. All he wanted was for her to say, you fill a hole in my heart too. I like, this is how you make me feel. And, and she couldn't get it. It was almost as it was like, he was speaking a different language and his frustration was completely founded. I feel because I mean, when he started talking about like, I don't care about the roads. I care about what's real. It's like, just tell her that it, it, when he called her out and was like, it's weird that I said that you fill a hole in my heart and you just, and you said nothing. Like, and she's actually, like, here's what she said. She said, I like looking at you or I love looking at I you. I know he, cause she laughed. He, it was so awkward. It was awkward for like 10 seconds. I watched that twice. I mean, it was too. awkward for so long. And then she laughed and then he goes, what? And he annoyed me then. That's why I was team Katie. I was like, you're making this weird, Greg. You just shifted. But what he shifted because he put something out there and she could give him nothing. And the show does not. She might have a rule about not saying I love you, but she doesn't have a rule about saying you fill a hole in my heart too, Greg. You know, like she can say that to multiple guys. So So, Greg is right to leave. And I love that he stuck it. And it (laughs) sucks for her. And I feel for her so bad because I am her. Not being able to say what I truly feel because honestly- I don't feel it because I'm not capable of loving that deep yet or whatever it is that's holding her back. It's just, she, she wants him so bad, but it's not does enough. She, it's not enough she, for Greg. I, I don't think here's, here's, here are a few things. That was a lot. There's a lot to dig into I know. here. I mean, I'm projecting a lot. I don't think you are, but here's <laughs> the thing about Katie. I'm sure you she, are. She, <laughs> 
I don't know you that well yet, but okay. I was journaling. I was literally writing down just like points to talk to you about. Great. And then I ended up journaling about, about this episode, feel. about how it how it made me see myself. It, it's really hilarious. I, I have it here. I was wanting to give you some examples, but please go on. I think that Greg has never experienced this before. And I'm not saying it's love. I feel like Greg, to use a term that you're very familiar with, is a total F boy who's never mm-hmm. really had to be the initially vulnerable one first. And so when I think when Greg was like putting himself out there and he didn't get this response back of like, it's you or you fill the hole in my heart left by my father as well. He just fucking flipped out and he pulled the ripcord and he was like, I'm done here. He's just like, you aren't reciprocating the way that I imagined that you would. And so I'm Mm -hmm. out. And I think neither is ready for love. And so I just think that Greg had this realization of like, I've gone too far in this and now I need to go. And he got really mad at her. And I think they edited this to give her a friendlier edit. And she doesn't come off looking good. So it must have been really bad because there's no way that she just laughed and said, I love looking at you and didn't like respond to his deep feelings. Maybe she responded in an even worse way. No, of course she didn't respond to it because he gave her five more opportunities to respond to it. And she said (laughs) nothing. Do you think they edited around all of those? I mean, that was the thing that was like, at first I, I give someone that out when they're nervous. This guy just said this thing to you. You're worried about saying something that's going to, the producers are in your head about don't give it away that we know you're going to choose Greg, but please don't do anything. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. But don't tell him, be cool on the stage, play the, like, this is what, these people are hearing, I'm guessing. And I'm not saying that at, based on my experience because that wasn't my experience backstage. But like when some when someone knows for sure, like on the show, which they do earlier on and they're all saying, she's, you know, because then we hear the her say it was you the whole know. time. What? Yeah. But the women especially yeah. know right away. Yes. And she even admits it. You know, like we've seen these people admit it's it. Been- obvious since night one that it was Greg. But this is the other thing about Katie. This is what I think the real problem is, what he was trying to get at with his, like, do you think I care about a rose? Like, this, like I need to know this is real. Yeah. She's really invested in the show and in the game and how she's yes. coming off. And yeah. that is why when she's talking to his mom and he, she's like, well, I don't know if I should say this, but, like, Greg is here tomorrow. Like, he's getting a rose. Like, she is like so bought into the bachelor industrial complex. Like she, she's now only thinking about relationships within the confines of the bachelor and not like what it's going to be like after the show. Whereas Greg, former fuck boy ready to make a commitment to Katie is like, well, we need to like do something real before I can really like just know that you feel the same way. And like, so he like her lack of response jolted him back to like his reality where she is just stuck in this bachelorette world and she can't see past it. Like even when she's talking to Caitlin, which I found so fucking funny, extended oh, shot, I, an extended shot of, friends, of vitamins. I was Kate. I was, I was texting Caitlin. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, we are texting now like regularly once a week. Nice. She texted me about F boy. I was like, I'm going to shoot it back. I could not believe she came in in the clutch like that. Got through the door. You know, by the the Katie's tone of voice, she had talked to a lot of people. She, she might like, have even sent Tasia away. We don't know what happened. But I think Caitlin's she must it. have. She must have. Caitlin probably was like, listen, I fucked Nick in Ireland. I know what it's like when everything goes haywire. Yes. I'm here to help. Yes. I love when she said she was crying into her something in Ireland. Like, she was like... Her salad. Yeah, crying into my salad. And then Katie finally opens the door and there's the boom mic. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was... It, there was a lot in between that 
and uh, her saying and running after fucking God when I don't think he's going to take her back and he is in love with her. But like, I just, man, I think I just related to Greg in a weird way because it was like, and, and it's not like, it's not good either because I see what you're saying about the flip of like one little thing and now you flip. But I do think there's just a fundamental blockage of like Greg needs to hear really like effusive love things. Yes. I was wondering like, what is Katie planning on saying for her monologue before she gives the final rose to whoever? That's a great because point. if she can't say anything right now about her feelings for Greg, I, we haven't heard anything. She just says, this is fun. I love hanging out with you. I love looking at you. It's all, I mean, I don't know. I don't have actual evidence of this, but do Katie's we hear her love. say this? She's not in love. It's okay. Wait, she's not in love with any of them? I don't think so. I think Katie is in oh. love with the process and like loving the role. I think she's like loves being the bachelorette. That seems pretty okay. evident to me. And I think she wants to bone Greg, but which I don't get. Are you attracted to Greg? Oh my God, yes. You are? Jesus Christ. <laughs> They keep getting him wet so he looks like Ryan Gosling. Like they, you know, when I was sold on Greg, the tennis court scene, when uh, he like backs her up against, like he carries her. I'm like, that was the hottest thing. I was like, just being picked up like that. And then he's also so cute. He's vulnerable with his feelings. I don't like that he shuts down and goes, nothing, it's fine. You know, he has a kind of that silent treatment thing. Yeah, I hate silent treatment. Eventually, he was the one that pulled her in that dark room and was like, I just am feeling bad. Like, he was able to... He was trying really hard. I felt felt for him. He was trying really hard to get her to emote. It wasn't even like she had to be completely honest. It just was like, show something, Katie. He would have taken anything. Anything. That was like... I mean, it reminded me of just waiting for guys to compliment me and telling them like, you know what? I just don't think it's enough. Like I feel this way about you and da, 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 and wanting them to give me a fucking crumb and yeah. they don't give me anything because the thing is they know if they give me a crumb, it will be just, de- it's almost like it's a cake. It, it will be deceptive to <laughs> yeah. me because they don't feel it and they can't, they can't do it. And it's almost good that they can't. Greg knows he gave her so many chances. Then she ran after him. And she did it again. She ran after him to just sit there and say nothing. It was like, what are you running after like, him for? I want to hug you right now. Okay. Like, Ugh, I, I, hate so I hate the consolation hug. I hate the consolation hug. And, and Katie, I, think, I love you, but I, and I, and I you? am you, like I said, I like, I root for you. I think you're, I don't think she's like a bad person. I think she wants to be able to say to him, like she would, she would probably give him whatever he wanted to say. Like if she yeah. knew how to do it, she truly doesn't know what he's asking her to say. Yeah, she I don't think she's going to have to say repeat after me. And she's still going to be like, what? <laughs> like she's still going to, like it's just not getting through. I I also think that she just wants to like have control over all of this stuff, hmm. but she doesn't, I don't think she really wants to be with Greg. I don't think Katie really wants to be with any of these guys. I think best case what? scenario for Katie after the show is like, meeting lots of new people. I, I, do you really want to settle down with Greg who wants to be an actor, but is still living in New York doing God knows what? I, I just like, I don't know. I'm just like, Greg, live your dreams or How don't. How old is Greg? How old is Greg? Well, um, uh, I believe I'm, he's 27. Ev- okay. 27 dabbling in acting, trying out for the bachelor. I mean, it all tracks. His dad died <laughs> sure. two years ago. It all, it's fine. Greg is where he needs to be. <laughs> How old is Katie? 30. I mean, I'm barely convinced that anyone those ages should commit to anything longer a than a couple months. A 27-year-old guy just, is like... I can't anymore no. with this show, and there's gotta be a... I gotta get down on my knee only once. Like, <laughs> uh, 
It's just, it, I just don't buy that these, these people should not have to be engaged at the end of it. I am totally fine with The Bachelor shifting and The Bachelorette yes. shifting to we're dating now. I, I'm still I, excited I about you. that. I totally oh agree. God. I Why totally do we agree. need, a, it's, it's time is, to get is rid the of it. Ch- church the, is involved with this. There's some kind of like right wing, like agenda of like oh, marriage yeah. and babies. That's like being injected through the show. And I don't get it. No one wants, I'm not wanting a proposal. No, of course not. Also sign a lease together. That would be a lot funnier. They're like, yes. I, so I talked about this a couple of months ago with Jared Freed on this podcast of like things they should change to mm. make the show better. And like some of it is like injecting more realism. Like, okay, you guys have to pick a city and an apartment and move in together. And you can only have one free mattress. Will you be choosing purple or Casper or like, Lisa <laughs> or like what, what will it be? What promo code will you use? Yeah. Yes. I love that. That's, that's why I like to love is blind where you got to see them transition into each other's spaces and be like, this is how you live. Like yeah. it's, that's the it's real hard. stuff. And that's what we're missing out on hometowns. Oh, um, big time. I Big mean, time. It, but, there's, just, but the mo- moms were great on this episode. I liked all the moms. Yeah. Except the one who didn't show. I didn't care for her, but like, <laughs> don't know her. I liked it. I was just like, this is great. Tough love. Very familiar. My mom is also a tough love type. So yeah, okay. I, I liked it. I was like, this checks out. My mom would totally do the same thing. She'd be like, I'm not coming and quarantining in New Mexico yes. in the middle of COVID. <laughs> I mean, you're for right. For someone That's you've like known for six move. weeks. Like, my mom would be like, fuck no. Bring him home if you really think he's that great. She, yeah, I'll, I'll the see The quarantining. The quarantine yeah, is my, weird. my parents would want to be on TV. Um, b- uh, Blake's Mine mom, Kathy Najimy, was, I thought, delightful. And his sister, uh, goth Billie Eilish. I loved his sister. Was like hairstyle mom and sister. I love the sister. I love his mom. Blake comes from a good, like, fam, I think. I just liked how they were just so, you said you love this girl. You said you love this girl. Like, what's going on? Like she just called him out. I thought it was good, but it was also she. He got him in the end. Blake loves her so much. <laughs> Blake is a mystery. I'm not ready to move on from Greg, though. We'll come back to that. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not either. I mean, neither is Katie, <laughs> but she's gonna have to. Um, when Greg went to her hotel room, do you think he went to break up with her or to see if he could yes. get the reassurance he needed, or was he already no, done at that point? He was going to break up with her unless she talked him out of it, and. And she didn't. It didn't happen. She See, did. I, I think Greg and Katie might be too similar. I think that Katie also like wants to be told like all the things, and so does Greg. And like they, they need like mutual affirmation, and only like one person can give that. And neither is confident enough for this relationship to work. Well, interesting. You would say that doesn't some when you, when I've been in relationships and I do my I do my love language at the person begging for them to do it back. Right, like. You would luck out if someone else had your same one because they know how good it feels, so they would give it back to you. I don't think that Katie understands even what she, if she likes it, she doesn't understand that that's something, that she has no empathy and she doesn't want to give it back to someone to show how that would feel. Like, there's something going on. There's a, there's a huge block up that we saw in Katie. There's a, there is some missing empathy. I absolutely agree with that. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, she sees someone struggling and crying and doesn't, she's not giving them a life raft. And she wants to, she's like, I don't know where I put it. I feel like she feels uncomfortable in those moments. And instead of like being like a caretaker for them, she's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. 
you're so right because you know there's indications of it because whenever they say this is hard for me she goes you think it's it's hard for me too it's always <laughs> her first response struggles <laughs> uh, do you think it's and, and she's right you know like she's not wrong to say that like but it, that is such a, a way that people diminish other people's feelings is to say okay i know you're struggling but i am too it's like let's just take care of one like it doesn't make mean that i'm not because you are more right. or something it's like that is a, a textbook lack of empathy and yeah. thankfully greg i think recognizes it and knows he can't be without it and bravo greg i wish i could be as good <laughs> as you and like see when i'm not getting it and walk away and not keep hoping it's going to come when it when it can't like it's, it's like I've, asking someone to hug with no arms you can't they can't hug you i've never been able to pull the ripcord on time i've always always stuck around for the crash landing it's never a good oh, yeah. idea no, you never, you never take the signs that they can't love you as much as you need. Uh, and you always think that they can find it somewhere or, or, you know, re, they're, they did ayahuasca and they change their mind or realize how much yeah. they need you. It's never happening. They would know it or they don't therapy more than three times. Who wants um, to be a part of someone that's therapy? It's like, just go on your own or don't, you know? Yes, I know. But part of me sometimes thinks you can, uh, you can force them. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you can't be with me unless you go to therapy. Like, I get, I, or like, unless I want to be with someone who goes to therapy. And sometimes sure. that, if they love you enough, that can get them to go. But if they don't, then they just can't love you as much as you want to be loved. And you have to keep uh, swiping on Bumble. I would love, I, are you a Bumble spokesperson? No, I've mentioned it twice, though, because I'm yeah. active on there. And it's the only thing in St. Louis that, I, I live in St. Louis right now. And it's the only oh, one. you do? Hinge, like, won't, it, it, like... Hinge doesn't work for me for some reason. It just will not why, acknowledge that I exist. Why are you living Raya, in St. Louis? Uh, well, I, I live here because I moved back during COVID uh, cool. because I didn't have a apartment. I was moving apartments March 1st and I had no furniture, no apartment in New York. And I was like, I don't want to even be in New York. So I, I didn't have anything. So I just moved to my parents and was like, I'll just wait this out. And then I was there until December for 10 months. I was living with my parents and then uh, it was getting embarrassing, even though I was enjoying myself. And I didn't want to move to L.A. or New York again because I was just like, I don't Done. need to go there. And I just all my friends have spread out. So I convinced my best friend from New York to move to St. Louis and get a place with me because I don't want to live. I knew I didn't want to live alone. Cool. And uh, and yeah. And so now we are uh, roommates and he is my podcast co-host and we do it out of my apartment in our third bedroom. And it's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So, I'm, yeah. For now, moved, it's pretty good. I moved back to be near my parents during the pandemic too, but I'm from New York City. So I... Oh, that's mostly, great. Yeah. I went to the heart of the storm on March 12th, 2020. Wow. And you were in, in LA, LA before? Yeah. Whoa. And they're from Manhattan? Yes. I'm from the Upper West Side. Damn. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I, I managed to mention it as much as possible. So... No, you should. That's podcast. really like a very <laughs> rare thing to be from... You know, Manhattan. It's Have you awesome. seen 30 Rock? Uh, yes. It's Liz Lemon's building is right next to what? my parents where I, they still really? live. Yes. Oh my and God, that's Will so and Grace cool. live across the street. And Charlotte and Harry got married down the block. It's one of New oh, York's. That's a, ni- that's a nice street. Yeah, it's one of the most telegenic blocks in all of New York City. If I have to I do say oh so my myself. God. Yeah, it's a good one. Anyway. That's really cool. <laughs> did, you go, did you spend your whole life in one, like, place yes. in like childhood yeah Do my, you guys didn't move around no my parents have not moved since 1976 wow yeah. cool yeah and did you go back and live with them 
Only for like five days. And then I was like yeah. bouncing around and then sublet and sublet and now, gotcha. Now, yes, yes, yes. Now I'm in lovely Park Slope, which I also mention oh, all the time. Oh, you're too. still there. So yes. now you're like, are you going to go back to LA? I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Who knows, right? Like, where, going, what do we do? What did you know. do with your apartment? COVID's back. You know, I was about to move anyway. So I mm-hmm. had started packing up. And so then, Same. so then a friend finished packing up for me and put my stuff into a pod in storage. Best friend ever. Great. I know. Like, Such a good friend. Literally, thank you so much, Catherine. I think about it all the time. It was really nice for her. I know. That's so nice. Yeah, I love really friends is. when they really come out and love like oh the woodwork God. like that and do something that you maybe wouldn't do for them. Like you're like, I don't, I don't even know horrible. I'd be I would this never good of do a friend. that for someone. No, People never. are angels. Thank God for friends Catherine like that. Catherine and her mom, Phyllis. They're just wonderful But also, people. Catherine, have some boundaries, you know, <laughs> and really take care of yourself. During the pandemic, you know, she She's can inspire fine. someone to move. She has a very successful podcast. <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so Greg's family got a feel yeah. for Greg's brother. Greg's now the heartthrob of America. Nikki Glazer's team. Greg. Greg's brother got the genetic short end of the stick. Really sucks when that happens. Wait, we Greg's brother. I would thought was uh, Justin's friend. They looked very similar. <laughs> I was they like, is this the same person? Were they was both- much more attractive than the other? I'm sorry. Oh, see, I did not clock that. But um, what may, you know what? Greg will look different to me in different lights and now I'm seeing an F boy it's so weird seeing the camera angles of these people even myself I don't recognize them as much even though I was on set with them all the time I'm like oh my god they look like that on camera talk about like telegenic some people just come alive on camera and some people um, are just the same I mean I rarely see someone look terrible on camera still photos people can really take a dive sure I, I but mean, some people just uh, like lighting goes go up way. a couple numbers, you know, it's crazy. That is true. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Should we just take a brief detour to F-Boy Island and then we'll come back to The Bachelor? Sure. Let's take a little, uh, yeah, um, little biplane over there. Nikki, you're the host of F-Boy Island, currently on HBO Max, from creator Elon Gale, who people on this podcast surely know is a former Bachelor EP. I feel like this is a show that many people are talking about right now. 
I thought you were really good on the first one. I'm not just saying this, but it really reminded me of like what we are missing without having a sovereign of Bachelor Nation right now. I mean, we fucking need a host back on the show. No shots at Caitlin and Tasha, but we No, no shot because they're not even being given the opportunity to host. No, they're just really like be that. asked to be like confidants. But like, mm-hmm. what was it like hosting the show? Did it change how you watched The Bachelor? Um, it was the best experience of my entire life. I loved Where'd it. Where'd you film? So freaking much. Cayman Islands mm. in February. We went down there, had a quarantine for two weeks, and then the island has no COVID. So we got to go about our lives. Uh, like Amazing. It was in February. You know, this was before we had our little, Vaccine. you know, honeymoon just that just ended. But um, it was, it was so on, it was amazing. And then, you know, you're in paradise. I'm hosting a show that is being put together in front of my eyes, like, that's the best thing about reality is like, and that's why I wanted to get into it. There's like minimal prep for, especially for me. I wanted to be kind of out of the loop about what was happening because I wanted to be able to advise the girls without lying to them or, you know, like I didn't yeah, want to be dishonest in any way. So, and I also wanted to be able to give them advice and have them trust me and have just, I wanted to be on the same page as them. I didn't want to know anything they didn't know. And um, so I, that kind of gave me license to not have to like worry about anything. I was... I had the best uh, of anyone on that island because I wasn't actually being filmed like my real self because I was hosting. So I had freedom in front of the camera to be like, I can be whatever and and know that it won't be used. Actually, no, I didn't know what was going to go in post. (laughs) I think maybe if I told them to take something out, they would, but I don't know. Um, But I just, it was just fun to watch the show uh, as like, I, I was so worried that things wouldn't be interesting or that like mm. the girls wouldn't fall in love with the guys or stuff wouldn't happen. I was just like, there's no plan. Like there's no, there's no plan if things aren't interesting. Like what are we doing? And, and all the producers were just like, Oh, you sweet girl. <laughs> you don't understand that when you put together people who haven't seen, like been on their phones for two weeks and they've been in quarantine, especially since they've been in quarantine and they're on an Island with cameras in front of them and they're all hot. Like, they will like each other. I'm like, but what if they don't? Because there's times where I don't like 24 random dudes. Sure. Most you times select. you go to the bar, you're like, no one's here for me. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And they're <laughs> like, oh, that just doesn't happen. And I'm like, but what if it does? And they're like, it just, there's always a way out. And it's not, that wasn't them saying we have our, like, we're sneaky and we make things happen. Like, I really was worried about seeing some kind of nefarious uh, chain of production, like secrets and and weird things happening behind the scenes that I didn't even want to, you know, I wanted to not see if it was happening, but I did. I looked and there was nothing like that. It's like, that's why I'm so, I'm going out with this message of reality TV is not fake. The situations are fake, but these people, these they emotions are real. Yeah. In one episode, I went from not giving a fuck about a relationship on this show that was, that was happening and not believing in it and being like, I fucking hate this guy. I can't wait till he's gone. This is just like boring and no one wants to see this, including me, to getting goosebumps on my face from the way he talked to her and the way they interacted at a, a elimination. And I go, oh my God, I'm, I'm getting, it's happening to me. Like I'm being sold on these emotions because they're real and they're like, transitory through energy. Like I felt the energy coming off them. I'm like, this shit is real. And so I, um, from that moment on where I got flipped so quickly in a real way, I was like, I am all in. And it's, it was, it's even harder for me as the time went on to like make fun of the show because it was like so (laughs) important and (laughs) 
so, it was like everything to me. So I have two questions related to that. One, does that make you even more team Greg? Because you see how like the closed environment is getting to him. And like, because that's sort of like a leading question, but that was one thing I was thinking about is like, Greg is so, is so like kind of knocked out by this, this reality that he's oh living. Oh my God. When he caught Blake's date and he was oh staring God, out of that so gate. Sad. That seemed a little bit manufactured to me. Like someone must sure. have, someone must have told him. The well, his acting class, he yeah. wanted to show off his chops, you know, and he killed it. <laughs> I was like, this guy looks Crushed like it. he's leaning on that little gate. It looks like he just found out the, the pool was closed on a, you know, he's, he, he got a place on Priceline that promised him a pool and he got to the <laughs> hotel pool and he's just like, what the tarps on? He just like stared at for so long crying. That was so funny. Um, you know what? I don't, I think that they're all experiencing these swirling emotions in this pressure cooker of speeding up this romance and they're all experiencing it in the same way, but he's just a more emotional person. Yeah. And he's also got a lot of pent up stuff from his dad that he probably hasn't felt in a while. And that's coming up because of the, he's been forced to talk about it a lot. Like, that could be, and I just feel like he, I'm so glad though that he is having these moments because if he weren't, he would win and be way more brokenhearted on the other end of things than if he walked off on his own. So I think it's good that he's like erupting and she sure. can't handle it at all because in a relationship, he's gonna need something there. Yeah. And she's always gonna be like, I can't say it because the producer, like <laughs> the producers don't, don't want me to, I could be on paradise next like, year. Slip I, him a sh- note. I kept wanting to be like, slip him a note to say your feelings. Like if you can't, if it's because yeah. the, you can't say, I love you, but that's not what he wanted. If you can't, she can't say it. I am a major proponent of card writing. Like just big time. You just put, say it with the whole, say it with the card, drop it in the mail. Everyone I wrote the girls on, on F boy. I wrote the girls, uh, letters it was it felt like high school because I couldn't talk to them really it was never a chance to just be a person with them and like have them trust me in a way that was like oh this isn't because I was an EP and they knew that and I just wanted to reach out to them in a safe way that made them feel like hey if I don't I don't know what your side of this is but if there's anything you need like Aww, I'm someone that will awesome. like, just because I think I probably needed it. I'm like, please call me so we can just talk about how <laughs> wild this is. But it was really, I just, I feel for these people going through this. It is, I don't think it's, they really know what they're signing up for, but they should. I mean, I wrote that down so many times as I was watching Greg is like, you signed up for this. Yeah. You know that there are other guys that are going to like, if you can't handle it, don't sign up for it. I always think about, I went to summer camp and I always think about how, like when you were at camp, like you're there for seven or eight weeks or whatever it is, but it feels like a year. It, everything feels so important. Every day is so much longer than a regular day. And it's much like the beginning of a relationship when like you like someone and you're so just true. like, you're just like every day feels so long because every minute could be filled with a text message and I haven't gotten it. And it's just like, it fucks with your head. And then you add being an isolated in New Mexico and having to see the girl that you like, not only not be able to communicate with you, but dating other guys. Of course you go insane. I can, I can barely yes. handle like, normal person dating. So how, how do they do it? I don't know. It's, these reality shows are a prison experiment. People don't understand. Like <laughs> you can't ever watch a reality show and go, I would never act like that because the, you don't know because they are psychologically, they're, they're perfectly fine tuned to generate 
the most unexpected Bachelor episode in history. They're all designed to make people go kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's they're perfect. They know what they're doing now. These they're. And I, I don't, I don't mind it. I think you just got to be honest about it. Like, well, that's why this episode was so great and so needed. It's like this is what we've been missing: is we just want to see people emotionally break down with kind yes. of low stakes. Like one of the problems <laughs> with Matt's season is the stakes felt high. We're like, this is the yes. first Black Bachelor. Let's do this right, and they did mm. it absolutely wrong in every way, and it was a catastrophe, and it was really hard to watch. And I did not enjoy it. This Oof. is the frivolity and silliness that we've been waiting for. And I'm so grateful. And then let's talk about Blake for a second. I have never seen anyone more sure on this show that they are not in love. It is so fucking funny. Katie and Blake are like, we don't love each other. We know we'll get there. It's inevitable, but we don't love each other right now. And it is hilarious. Why doesn't he love her? He was saying he loved, she said that, um, he his sister Claire. said he loved Claire before he met her. Why can't he say it to Katie? And why, you know, I think he really came back for the spotlight. This guy wants to just, uh, you know, yeah. and I don't hate him for it, whatever. He, what does he do? What, what are we, what is he working on right now? Is he in like, some kind of class? Yeah, not that I'm aware of, but his job is wildlife manager. And, um, oh, that's right. Okay. He used to be a bartender. Let's talk about those <sighs> maple syrup shots. I mean, it's just, dis- I'm disgusting. <sighs> and just who believes that for like five minutes? I was like, is this real? And I Googled it. And I guess there's like maple syrup and rum that one could take as a shot. I love sweets like Buddy the Elf, but I would never have a maple syrup shot. That was fucking disgusting. And like, why does she have to be like, oh, do you use this in bed? Like, no. Because that's what a producer told her to ask, I'm guessing. Because I think everything about her has to be sexual. She's so sex positive. She's like, it's, yeah. I mean, you're right about the, you know, going from Matt James to the girl who brought a vibrator, like the first black bachelor to the girl who was poking people on the shoulder with her vibrator all night. (laughs) And like, who was kind of (laughs) annoying. Like I remember her rubbing me the wrong way because I'm like, don't touch girls with your vibrator. Like, I know you probably brought a clean one, but you acted like it's like one you're actively using. And like uh, that would already ticked me off. And then, so I don't know. I, I hate to like have opinions about these people or say whether they're like good or not, because they're all, like I said, they're all a part of this experiment. And I don't know how I would, I mean, there were things I did on F boy that were so embarrassed. Like I was just saying how I was protected from looking like a fool because I was the host. They want me to not look like a fool. But when one of the guys was eliminated, Charlay was eliminated and said he was a nice guy. And when I, when I found out from producers, he is indeed an F boy, which I fucking assumed. But when he said nice guy, I was like, holy shit. And then they're like, no, he's not. And I'm like, how dare you? I went crazy (laughs) on him and I did not know. I thought I was being funny and fun. Like I, I go, are you kidding me? I go, we, I'm getting word that you're an F boy. It's like, why would you, there's footage of you say, so if you're an F boy, there's footage of you saying you're an F boy. What are you doing right now? We're going to show that footage. And I go, they cut around it. Cause I looked crazy, but I didn't know I did. I go, are you even French? Cause his name's, <laughs> he, he's, and he even looked at me during, I wish they would have kept that because I was thought I was being funny and I was, but afterwards the next day was like an off day for our whole crew. And so we were like, you know, at, at parties, not parties, but like gatherings with everyone and everyone's kind of off and drinking a little bit more. And they're all coming up to me like, dude, you destroyed Charlie. Oh my God. I've never seen anything. And I was like, 
Wait, what? They were like, I've never seen anyone get ripped to shreds that hard. He should have known you handle hecklers all the time. I'm like, I don't. I literally don't (laughs) talk to the audience because I'm so scared. They're going to call me like not funny and ugly. And then I'll just start crying and have to run off stage. I am not good with comebacks, but I was so annoyed that this guy was lying and then acting like the producers tricked him into saying he was whatever. Like he he was kind of presenting that kind of thing because he was backed into a corner. And so I just went nuts and lashed out at him and didn't know how awful it came across. I like did not have any self-awareness in that moment because my anger got the best of me. So even me as this like controlled host was able to have a really ugly display of like my worst character (laughs) defect um, that thankfully was cut around. But I, I eventually like got to apologize to him later. Thank God. Cause I felt terrible. And they said he was really sad. And I was like, I did not I thought we were like, I mean, I was mad, but I didn't mean to like make him want to like, cry fun. and leave the show. Yeah. So I got to, we, and now we're friends, Charlie and I, I, you know, I don't trust him, but he is French. Did he go to, nice. How tall is he? He's like an average. He's like, yeah. I think was there he's a height maybe, minimum I'm kind of height blind. You are? Was there a height, what? Was there a height minimum for the um, nice guys and F no, boys of the show? No, you know, it didn't seem that way. We had a couple shorties, Matthew, I think, uh, Mark, Greg, and you know what? I'm kind of height blind. I don't mm-hmm. really, unless someone's abnormally tall or abnormally short, I don't really track them as, th- I, I generally don't, but we had some tall ones too. But uh, no, and, and girls didn't seem to mind. Everyone got, uh, which was, was uh, pleased. everyone was pleased with our selection. That's great. All right. That's great. Um, As you were talking about this, I was just curious also, like, did you play a persona? Did you think about like, what's my host persona before starting? I thought about it so much because I had two weeks of quarantine to just sit and think about what I was going to do for this show because I didn't know. And I wanted, and this is like a, a very intentional pivot on my part to reality TV. I, you know, I love what I do for like, stand up is great, but I would like to retire into like, I'll always do stand up. I don't want scripted will, when you're a stand-up comedian, you get told, like, write your pilot. That's your thing. Then you're going to be in movies. Like, everyone's like, when are you going to have your train wreck or whatever? Like, you always have to follow some trajectory. And I've just never felt compelled to write a movie or, like, make a pilot, like, ever. And I've always just felt like a failure for 17 years of my career of, like, when are you going to write this pilot? When are you going to want to? And I've never wanted to. It's not to say I won't do TV, but I, um, I just realized, like, I love reality TV, I feel like being a part of it, I would like to be, have my own, I would like to be on it as a subject. And, um, but this is a, a great way to, to take it all in before I become a subject. Cause I eventually hope to be on it in that way. But now I know, um, now you know what you're signing up for. Now I know I, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be one of the final people that gets a say of what goes in. And I oh hope to God. be honest enough t- to show everything. Like I wouldn't have mind if they showed my blow up at Charlie, because I could just say, you know, I don't know. Fucking PMSing, probably hungry, and my shoot feet hurt uh, standing there all night. What's your favorite reality show? Well, I mean, I think Bachelor or Bachelorette for sure. But, you know, actually, Love on the Spectrum. That is my favorite reality show. It's did just, you- like, so heartwarming and lovely and pretty much drama-free. Um, did you watch Below Deck Sailing Yacht this most recent season? No, that's the one everyone loves and is trying to get me into. I just don't like drunk people yelling at each other. It really triggers me of like my childhood. <laughs> and so all Bravo reality, I can't really watch because it's just, it causes my body to go into a fight or flight mode of like screaming drunk people. Wow, so it takes okay. me, that really does eliminate me from most reality. 
Did you watch Jersey Shore? I did back in the day. Yeah, did I did like, like that for some reason. I I didn't mind that one. I really there, felt, I, there was there was a real safety in their friend group. I loved even, even know, though they Jessica were Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey, Chicken of the Sea. I loved, of course, yeah. Um, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D List. I like the one. I I like ones that are low. Um, you like celebrity ones. Yeah, and I like Summer House, but that's the one I had to take a fucking break from like, because I don't it was like too House. drunk. I don't like it. I, I love also, it. I think it mis- misrepresents um, people from New York. So I don't. I don't, I don't like anything mm. that I that feels too close to like something I could experience. That like, show convinced me. Yeah, I was move? like, it, no, it can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm friends with Anna Burner, and the season was not good for her on that show just yeah. because she didn't. Everyone turned against her, and I wasn't watching it because I was in the Cayman Islands, so I wasn't watching it in real time. And I was just seeing this backlash, and I was like, what the fuck. And, you know, even my sister had an opinion about someone who I know very closely and, like, trust as a good person. And, like... Her fiancé? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know her and her fiancé very well. And so when I saw the season, finally, I was just like, man, I just... I want... It it made me sad that someone I thought was so essential to the show and, like, so good, like, was... Again, it's just a situational thing where someone's pushed to be the worst self. And even, like... I just knew that if she could get to a place where she was kind of operating on that level, I could too. And so could anyone. And so I just, I don't know. It just made me, made me sad and scared to be on reality TV. Cause I'm like, (laughs) man, I like, I have, I just think it's so fascinating that these people put themselves up for this. I think it's very naive. Um, I did um, Dustin and Peter's podcast last week. And they were mm -hmm. like, if you were ever on the show and I was like, no, I would absolutely never do it. Like, absolutely really? not. And they were just like, oh, you, you wouldn't? And I was like, no, I do not want to be on television. I'm all good. But they totally were like shocked that I would have such a strong opinion against it. But I'm just like, no, it's not for me. I would love it. Well, I, I know. Would you're, you're working it. on it. You'll get but there. The thing but the thing is, like The Bachelorette, though, I now think that I don't know. I I don't know that I would trust to not go fucking crazy and to oh. look like I just I would I, lose my I, mind. I would. I couldn't. I would need yeah. a sedative. I would absolutely. If yeah. you're a control freak, how could you possibly go on a show like that? And I'm quite the control freak, so I can't. and I would just know who I like early on. Me too. And just would be, have a really hard time stomaching making out with anyone who wasn't him. You know. Also, as a contestant. I don't know what I would what I would do. I would need to have like some really good friends in the house to like distract me from every day. That's, That's what, what I think is missing from the show more than anything is yes. these girls having friends. I mean, yes. how who makes a decision about who to marry without yeah, consulting you your friends? It's crazy. I know. It's so true. And like also one thing that was cool about Justin's friends coming instead of his parents was like his friends could be like, yeah, we've actually never seen you like this. Or like, could they have like the context to be like, this is what you're usually like in a relationship. Like, oh, PDA, you don't usually fuck with that. So that's interesting. Like, yes. that, that was actually really cool. And another thing though, as you were talking, I was thinking about is like, this is also why Blake is like so confounding to me because Blake is just totally goofy and weird. And like his family is weird. The fact that Blake is, in, is now in someone's final two is so shocking. Like he's, He's someone you have on Bachelor in Paradise. He is not in your final two. But like Blake is just like happy to be here and just like doing his thing. And he's like, I'm Canadian. Let's go. I, it's super weird. It. I, I never saw Jimmy Neutron making it this far either. <laughs> it's just, it's insane to me. He was in love with he, Claire. He bought a book to, to bond with Claire. Although 
He does like girls with dead fathers, I guess. So two for two. I mean, I, I, I agree with him. I love a guy with a dead mom because it's just less, you know, someone else you got to worry about that's going to steal the focus off of you. You know, like I, sure. I, I do like, and they've been through something hard. So they're usually like have maybe looked at themselves a little bit, but um, sure. that's the first thing that makes a guy like go to therapy if he's not going to is like his parent Lost. is dead. And so I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. That's a good sign. And if they lose them early, they're like forced into it. Sure. By the, they're like by the school. Right. So that's the best. A guy that lost his mom, I don't want this to happen to anyone, but if you did lose a parent early and had to like work on yourself early and were forced into it and like did it, you're probably better off than people with live parents. Just shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible dating advice. We're going to take yeah. that. Look take for guys that have dead moms, early dead moms. Okay. Serious. It's great. It's, I'm going to You might find yourself mind. at Prince Harry. Wow. That's a great point. That's yeah, a great he worked point. on himself and he loved women because he never saw his mom like in a and negative loves, light because he, he she died therapy. before he woke up. You know, right. like when you, like I have a whole premise, like when you're a guy, you put your, when you're a child, you put your mom on a pedestal, no matter if your mom's like a meth head, like it's your mom, you know, like she can do no wrong. And then you wake up when you get old enough and you go, oh my God, my mom's a fucking flaw, oh, sure. you know, no matter yeah. what. You're like, oh, my spectrum. mom's human. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of hate if you don't work on that feeling of feeling the feeling of abandonment from your mom being not the mom you wanted her to be. You will secretly hate women like you'll take out that you'll marry someone who reminds you of your mom and then you'll hate your girlfriend when she displays those mom like characteristics because you can't hate your own mom because she's your mommy. Sure. And you can't do that. So you hate the girl that you were attracted to because of your mom's characteristics. But if you if your mom dies before you see her like like character flaws and that she's a, like a regular person, um, then you don't hate women ever, and you kind of just like love them all the time. And if you're pretending, kind of my lo- theory, you love all the women, just- the, all of them. Yeah, no. it's just and it and, and I'm not blaming mothers for making sons be not, not like women, but no, I'm blaming I'm blaming society not letting men look at their feelings. That's a great theory. What did you think about Blake's mom and his relationship Loved. to her? And then, therefore, his relationship to sex. The mom who wants to talk about the son's sex life right away, that's a red flag Wait, for me. remind me what she said. I think I, like, she, was distracted. She was like, so the connection, it's, you have the physical connection, but there's more. And Blake Ooh. was like, oh, yeah, we've got that. And Katie Ooh. was like, God, downplayed for a second. Even Katie, who, you know. <laughs> well, she did send Mike home when he was like, you remind me of my mom. So she might have mom oh. issues. Oh, <laughs> that was every almost- single time I looked at her talking to a mom, I uh, like whenever I would look at my phone, cause I was listening to it when I, I'd go like, is this Katie's mom? Like, cause she seemed to like <laughs> connect with them so much. Like she seemed, she seemed so unaffected by meeting these guys' moms. Do you know what I'm saying? Almost now that I'm looking back on it, Kate- it's almost like she doesn't have feelings. Yeah. Like, I completely as, agree with you. As I was watching, there's I was no like- nervousness. As I was watching, I was like, oh, my God, Greg, he's having an emotional break. Like, what's wrong with him? But then by the end of the episode, I was like, wait, is Katie the sociopath here? She's the one with no emotions. Like, he's having an emotional break because he's feeling everything. She's just, like, pouting in the bathroom and mad and, like, upset about how her edit's going to look. And I was just like, is this Dexter as the Bachelorette? Like, what's going Mm. on here? I felt the same way. And I don't think she's a, an evil uh, no, person because of, of this. I think that she might, because and it's all making sense. It's coming together. We've figured this out because the fact that she did not get nervous with those moms and just her body language, I swear to God, every time she was with a mom or a sister or whatever, I was like, 
she's so comfortable. Wow. I, I kind of admired it. I'm like, wow, she can just like not let that get to her. But nerves are an essential part of uh, being a human so that you can, because sure. you're feeling your feelings. And like meeting someone's mom who you might marry is a big deal. And you should be a little bit like, that. you always see the bachelors and bachelorettes perk up a little bit and be a little bit different. She was just so the same that I was, now I'm thinking that might be an indication that she now have feelings. I think she's not ready to get engaged and that's completely fine. I feel like Katie is the type is the reason why the show should not end in an engagement. I mean, like it's ridiculous. Justin's parents wouldn't come. She can't get engaged to him. Blake, Mm -hmm. she's not in love with him. He's not in love with her. We heard it several times. Greg, they're not on the same wavelength. So if it's just like, you know, I, did you ever watch Dating Around on Netflix? Yes, I love that show. Me too, I love Dating Around. And it was so best, nothing. And it just ended with a date. And so this is great. Just, and, end it with a, uh, just, we're moving in together. And you don't, you're signing a lease, but you're not co-owning a home. You're not merging your finances. Let's, loved it. Let's just make it more realistic and lower stakes. And it's a whole new ball game. That show blew my mind that it I kept, it my, uh, oh it my God, kept me entertained. And it made me more open to dating because it really showed how awkward fucking dating was. And Everyone. really it made me feel like, okay, there's, I'm not special because I think dating's awkward or like, I'm not different. Like it's awkward. Some people yeah. don't mind doing it a bunch, but at least I'm seeing that everyone has the same kind of moments I have when I'm dating, which is, makes me just... Sure. Like so uncomfortable. I avoid dating because I think it's just so awkward. I hate it. I would rather perform in front of people, uh, like thousands of people than I would talk to a one guy one-on-one that might like me. It's just, it's so weird that it's such I, a fear of mine. Well, I think we could take I'm a real Katie. Th- we could take this to therapy if you want to talk about your intimacy. I mean, problems, I'm definitely, but... this episode's coming with me to therapy this week. I learned a <laughs> lot. I learned I'm a part, I am a Greg because I want validation of my feelings from Same. people who can't give me that over and Gregs. over. Most of us are Gregs. There's a reason why so many people are tortured by dating and why dating is agony because we are all Greg. We are all looking for the validation and then it doesn't come. And then you feel insane and angry and full of emotion and you don't know what to do. And then you have to just leave New Mexico. You got to pull the ripcord. Well, I said that like so many times. We are all Katie's too, in the sense that when someone starts to pull away, we scramble for them in any way. Like that, that kind of like come back and running after him and then saying nothing. Like she has nothing to, she does not know what he wants. She's so confused. I feel so sad for her, honestly, because she just wants him to say like what she would do anything, but she cannot figure out what he wants her to say. It's wild. He has told her, he's like, I just need, need to know you think this is real. And she doesn't know how to articulate to her. I want to talk to a producer and just hear what was happening behind the scenes. I want to know if someone was like, do you know if you just said you fill a hole in my heart too, we could have avoided all of this. Like, do you, did you know that that's like what he wanted was just that repeated or for you to, I just wonder if she's capable of it. I will be interested to hear what she says in her monologue before she gives the final rose. I think that will, um, I'll be interested to hear what producers write for her. I hope to God she's not engaged. There is just, if she is to engage to Justin or Blake, I will be extremely dismayed. And we will, we will have to read the riot act to producers about not I ending mean, the show and engagement. The, the trailer for next week, it seems like both the guys know that Greg has left yeah. and they say, Oh, if she can't get over this, if th- that would her behavior of wanting to go home, if they find out about that, they're done. They cannot possibly. Oh my God. Still be in involved as invested. She's I mean, be Blake, we know isn't already. She's got to yeah. be single. There's she will be. 
If she's I'm wondering not. if there's any, like, we could see that from um, the end of the season or like a season to when they do the after the rose or after the final rose. Mm-hmm. If there's been like, for people who broke up, there's like big hair adjustments. Well, because I remember when Matt James had that beard, I was like, uh oh, he still has it. The men tell all was filmed not too long ago, and mm. she still looked mostly the same. Okay. What do you think about her fashion this season? Big, big topic. Really? Um, pretty plain Jane. Like nothing stands out to me as like ex- extraordinary or, or, you know, that she's, she just looked cute. I thought her makeup was amazing. She always looked dewy as Good makeup. Fuck. Yeah. Good Glowy, makeup. beautiful hair was just like simple, like school teacher. She always looked like, you know, like P- Pam dressed up. The mm. office is Pam dressed sure. up. Yeah, um, what, what, what are people saying about her fashion? That's pretty that weird. There isn't any. Yeah, that it's like very not bachelorette. And she's like commented on some social media platform, like, I dressed myself. So I think mm. that she has been like very firm about wanting to feel like herself and dress the way that she usually does. I think her her like cute little sundresses are cute. Like I like they're very like made well chic. Yes. She's like yes. into the shrug. She was wearing that pink shrug last night or like mini cardigan. I was like, mm. is it 2006? I guess it is. Yeah, there's a little bit of like uh it's kind of like baby doll style, but like meets the gap, meets Madewell or something like that. Some like Target jeans mixed in. Like her yeah. jean game you know, I was just wondering. Yeah, it is. It's very made well safe. But you know what? No judgment because I literally think she's looked cute the whole time. And she looks great. I don't sure. know why I'm scared of her. I'm, 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 I feel bad talking about like judging someone's out because my outfit choice, like if I was to dress myself, the thing is, Katie, I wouldn't dress myself. So maybe we can <laughs> make fun of you because you had the opportunity to not dress yourself. You know, yourself. it's funny you say that because I really loved the dresses you wore on F-Boy Island. Like I Thank thought, you. I, I thought it was like really appropriate, like tropical host wear. I really liked Thank them. you. It was very hard. That was, talk about one thing that was like, who am I on this show? What am I going to do? Is like, how do I dress next to like these girls that have yeah. a certain style? What do I look like? And also that whole playing up, like, I don't want to be too sex overly sexual because I'm not there to find love. I don't want to flirt with the guys, even though that's kind of like my MO as my, like, that's kind of like my personality is like this, like, I didn't want to come off like a milfy, like, oh, these young boys. But I also didn't want to be completely non-sexual. It was very, but then it all fell into place because that never even felt like it was, would have been appropriate until we were doing like bits where it was more appropriate. And then- Yeah, but CJ w- was always dressed so sexily that it really, it allowed me to get as sexy as I wanted to be because it was nowhere near what she was <laughs> like wearing. She, She's the queen she of the really, cut out, yeah. I can't wait to wear some of the stuff that she wears on like my, uh, at a, a kink party someday. <laughs> <laughs> at a, a sex dungeon party. No, she was wearing, she would come out in these things that I was just like, God, it was so, ex- it was exciting to me because Did she- she dress herself? Um, uh, yeah, she, I think the girls- had help, but like mostly they knew what they wanted. And yeah, so they all, we all got to like work within the show and, and get to wear what we wanted. No one told us to. I mean, like the network weighed in, but they really just, I couldn't believe how much they didn't weigh in on me. It was pretty awesome. And the guys, uh, I assume, had to bring their own clothes. Yeah, they did. And they cared more about clothes than any I'm sure. group of guys That's I've ever. That's on the, on The Bachelor. So like when Greg is just wearing black t-shirt after black t-shirt, I'm just like, is this, same shirt, Ollie packed. Like I just got a lot of cues, a lot of questions about everyone's fashion. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just 
I would love to meet Greg and interrogate him. I am in, I'm like not attracted to him at all. I just would love to interrogate him. Just be like, tell me more about you. I just am positive. He's just like, has a huge partying past from like 22 really? to 26. I'm positive. Positive. But, okay. Uh, I think he's like, for some reason, I thought he was like a, a quiet dork. No. He played. You D3 think he's a, like, you think girl, he's, he's left a lot of crying yes. ladies in his wake. I'm not even sure they're crying. I don't know that like I would cry over Greg, but I just don't get Greg, I guess. I think I would sh- cry over Greg. I'm sure there's a lot. I I have terrible taste, so don't even ask me. But just like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got a long list in his I mean, his he's so I, he's hot. And he's like, I think, and he picks girls up when he kisses them. I mean, he's got all the tricks. So you're not, I I wouldn't rule it out, but he just doesn't seem like the type of person to be an F boy, the kind of F boy that's like hurts people. I think he's probably been actually, no, he's been closed off as fuck the way he shut down on her. I, I, it, it, it enraged me. And I was, uh, I was taken back to a lot of arguments with guys where you just go, wait, what just happened? They're like, nothing, nothing's wrong. And you're like, well, okay. He's like, well, why would you say, you know, nothing's wrong. And she's like, well, you totally shut down. He's like, uh, uh, is something wrong with you? Like they can't just say it. But the thing is, he eventually did. He did, yeah, he did. He, he did eventually. He clearly didn't want to do it on camera because then he felt safe in like the dark, and they went outside. And he yeah, that just- was a hot shot too. That was a good shot. Yeah, I, they were like backlit against that yeah. bright light coming through the window. I'm like, they didn't. I mean, what that, position there? That seemed very real. He was just like, you don't get it, and he was trying yeah. to explain to her. He thought they were like in a safe place. Of course, you. You're mic'd up. You're always mic'd up, dude. But he thought he was in safety. And that was really telling. And they just sort of like couldn't communicate. So that's a, that's a wrap on Greg. I don't think he's coming back. Do you? No, I don't think he is. And uh, do do we have one sh- one show left? One left, which is super weird. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way to get more out of this. It's, it's a done deal. The, the other guys are gone, too. They're going to get it. They're going to juice it. We're going to have a good show next week. But it's time to wrap this up. Time to wrap it up and get to paradise, baby. I um, thought Greg was for sure going to win. Me like, too. I was like, I thought it was like a done I deal. Like, I don't I need to watch. And then it just started crumbling in my hand. I was like, what's happening? Um, yeah, I'm so excited for uh, BIP. Me too. I'm really excited. Um, Nikki, it was a delight to talk to you about this. Oh my gosh. So good to meet you too and become a new friend of yours. I, a new I, best really, friend. Hope, I really hope so. Um, for more Nikki Glazer, check out the Nikki Glazer podcast every day and F Boy Island on HBO Max. I have to say, HBO Max, really worth the money. Have you watched Starstruck? No. What's that? It's, it's wonderful. It's a six episode rom com. It's like Fleabag meets Notting Hill with the yes! hot, with the hot guy from um from four weddings and a funeral on Hulu. His name is Nikesh Patel. Oh my god, yes. He's really cute. And the woman who stars in it is named Rose Matafeo. And she is uh, a Kiwi, I believe. She's like a young comedian. It's awesome. I check it out. I love okay, HBO. I will. I love HBO Max. Watch F Boy Island. And yes, Starstruck. please do. Thank <laughs> oh, you. New episodes Thursday. <laughs> New episodes Thursday. Thank you so much. I'll be back on Thursday. We have so much more to break down. I'll be with Callie. Can't wait. Thanks for listening and have a great week. <laughs> 